Yes, you're wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Officer Krupke, I swear <laughs> I'm a good boy. I just need a therapist. Officer oh, so, Krupke. So you relate to the Jets then? Is that what you're saying? You well, side with Team Jets? I was not about to come on here and do a uh, Spanish <laughs> uh, accent. So <laughs> Wouldn't fit in with the original West Side Story, but... <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited for this episode, not necessarily because I'm excited about the uh, topic, but we're talking about West Side Story, Um, Steven Spielberg's latest, his first musical he always wanted to do. I don't know why he chose West Side Story, but here we are. Uh, First film version since 1961, which of course was inspired by Stephen Sondheim's first play, I think. First Broadway play. Yes. Or or he did like... Uh, he did the lyrics for it. Oh, okay. And then I think, who is it? Leonard Bernstein wrote the music. In later, sometimes later works, he did the lyrics and the music, but this is early. Right. So I think he just did the lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> uh, Which yeah. is a few hundred years old. Um, why do we keep cycling through these stories? I don't know, but we're here and we're talking about it. What was your sort of knowledge of West Side Story? Like, were you a fan? Were you not a fan? Did you like the movie? Have you seen the play? Like, what was your backstory? I'm glad you asked. Okay. I have strong feelings. Um, Uh First of all, I, I don't understand our obsession with Romeo and Juliet. I think it's one of the worst stories. (laughs) And I think it's grossly um, misunderstood, at least, at least according to, um, my college teachers right those are the those are the opinions that i have accepted as my own um which paints romeo and juliet as really a satire that was uh shakespeare wrote mocking one of the popular stories that was going around during his day making fun of the childishness of you know the 13 year old juliet and the i don't know 17 year old romeo and how their stupidity ended up killing like literally everyone around them and themselves and it was always meant to be and it felt like it was meant to be read as like, this is not romantic. This is stupid. These people are dumb. Like, why are we, why are we doing this? But then every iteration since then is just like this love story I'm supposed to get behind. And I've never been able to get behind it. Like none of the movies work for me. I do not care for Baz Luhrmann's um, Romeo and Juliet. I don't, (laughs) I don't vibe with it. So West Side Story, the 1961 version or whenever it came out, I remember like watching it as a, you know, kid, or teen, tween, something in there, and just not enjoying it. One, because it's bad. (laughs) It's cheesy and weird, and, you know, it it doesn't wow necessarily unless you're into, like, the big, I, I don't know, musical vibes of those days, and I just always enjoyed other musicals more than that one, so I never revisited it. So when I was watching this one, at first... I was like, you know, it's fun to see a big budget musical. It's nice to see like, oh, isn't this pretty? But then you hit that mark where they start making dumb choices. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I don't like this story. I think it's so frustrating. Every single character 
well, that's not true. Um, all the white characters plus Maria <laughs> can just go choke. I just don't care for them at all. <laughs> so I actually really like Romeo and Juliet. I think oh, wow. it's a very good play and perhaps my favorite Shakespeare, but for the reason, not because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so romantic, but because I think it does a really good job of sort of like depicting that like obsessive infatuation that you get when you're young, mm. where you are not acting rationally at all. You're just so obsessed with this other person that you feel these like obliterating almost feelings and and so I like how Shakespeare takes that and is like this like when led to its full extent is a very like tragic emotion to have because it's too much and it's like not really realistic and not it's not what like love actually is in the long run. It's just this weird like infatuation that people have when they're young. And you see that all the time when people get in these terrible relationships in middle school, high school, college, even when they're older than that, based on like the, um, the, this like weird immediate, like attraction obsession with like the idea of this other person. So I like Romeo and Juliet is sort of like a psychological, mm. uh, play and I think it works in that way and also I like the storylines of sort of like the star-crossed like people who like want something but like the fate isn't really having it for them that being said I do not think that West Side Story does any of those (laughs) things well so watching West Side Story I'm like okay this is like taking something that I think is done really well in Romeo and Juliet and then like sort of completely missing the point and, and making this something that is supposed to be romantic, that we are supposed to connect with these two uh, main characters of Tony and Maria and that we're supposed to be rooting for them because we love this romantic element, which I don't think is the point of Romeo and Juliet. When I first watched West Side Story, I watched it during the pandemic and I did not realize that it was based on Romeo and Juliet and also did not realize that oh, it was wow. like a tragedy. I thought <laughs> oh, it was wow. just like a fun musical. So as I was watching it, I was like, this is like really going places. And I kept waiting for it to sort of like turn the corner. <laughs> you and were like waiting for guys and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. This was very depressing. Um, but I think, I think I didn't really like that, that movie. I think that all of the problems that I sort of had with the original are recreated in this new version. I'm not sure that it really fixed anything. The Mm. Ansel Elgort plot line, which I'm sure we will get into, I think is also very problematic with this new version. So while me as like a fan of musicals could respect some of the numbers and the dancing and the, you know, like that kind of thing. I think the storyline is not great. It has a lot of issues. The movie, I think as a whole is fairly meh for me. Mm -hmm. And And so long. And I'm like, yes. And, and that's the thing when you watch it, you get to the point where Riff and uh, what's the other guy's name? Die. Oh, Bernardo. Not Tony. Bernardo. And you think like, wow, this has to be like near the end. And you still have an hour left at that point. It's like, yeah, they still have to make some bad choices. Yes. There's so (laughs) many. I'm I'm, like, I remember watching 
it during the pandemic and thinking, oh, like this has to be almost done. And then it wasn't. And then that last hour just feels so long and slow <laughs> because just about everything that good, good that happens happens in the first half. And then that back half is just like, ugh. <laughs> and the same exact, I thought, well, maybe they'll fix it. Maybe they'll move something around. Like maybe they'll, nope, it's exactly the same. It's still <laughs> so slow in the back half. Well, I feel bad if there's any true fans on this because maybe we shouldn't have even covered this. But I will say like, Obviously, I recognize why West Side Story is considered a classic and, you know, the idea of these, the the ballet of it all, like it was an interesting take, the gangs like, oh my gosh, so clever, whatever. Um, I can see like why the original got the credit it got. But even at the time, and especially in the years since, people have been like, huh, I mean, you know, maybe having so many flesh out white characters who try to compare their struggles to Puerto Ricans just trying to like, live life as immigrants in this country. Like, uh, it's not really a, <laughs> it's weird, the, the uh, racial and um, social storyline that tries to thrum through even the original um but steven spielberg like his whole thing was i'm gonna modernize it well not modernize it i'm going to truly like wrestle with those pieces and flesh them out and try to give more um color and perspective to what these people would actually be like in the situation they find themselves in and I didn't rewatch the old West Side Story recently enough to feel like I can remember how well they did, how how they did things compared to Steven Spielberg's. But I do think it is interesting to go into the new one knowing the effort that was put into trying to make it avoid some of the same pitfalls that haunt the old one and still walking away being like, wow, they didn't like really succeed. <laughs> I think that a lot of the stuff with the old one was, yes, you were mostly focused on the white people, not on the Puerto Ricans. You were, you had a lot of white people playing Puerto Rican people. (laughs) Um, And also I think the treatment of women a lot in the the original kind of like dumbed them down, didn't give them as much agency. It was very much about the men of the movie. So I can see how, like I can see the choices that they made here where the, Hispanic characters are all played by Hispanic people that the um that they're speaking Spanish that they, there's more nods to like culture there's uh there's a a plot line involving a trans person there's more attention spent on the women like you can see how the the there are corrections made or how certain things are like being dialed up in this one. I think there's just a, like a fundamental problem with the storyline that you <laughs> yeah. can't really fix because you're, you would have to change it so much. And like the songs that are in there, you can't really change the songs. You can only kind of flesh out around the text. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's like limits to what can be done. So I think that they made a lot of choices, but I don't think that they could really fix the entire thing because you'd have to rewrite the whole story. <laughs> and then I think some of the choices that they did make felt a little like pandering and sort of like half assed. And yeah. I'm not sure that they really like. And what did, did it really accomplish? Right. That they needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, staying positive for a moment, I did appreciate the the scene setting 
I think, you know, Spielberg is always a great person to give uh, context clues through scene scenery and uh, you know long shots and he, he invests in the staging of it really and mm-hmm. i liked that this opened with this realization that they're basically it all takes place in this sort of like slum community that's being torn down to build <laughs> lincoln center which you know is a huge staple of the new york uh i mean not skyline but Arts sort of world. the new york yeah. vibe um and it's very prestigious it's where the opera house is it's gorgeous like it was one of my favorite places to walk around and so like to just be reminded of like oh actually the story of new york includes a lot of displacement of people who had no power in the city to make room for the ultra wealthy and to continue to squeeze out the people who gave the city its culture and its fame and notoriety in the first place and that continues to be a problem so i really liked that element where it became like you know, in the first one, what I in the original, what I remember is sort of that, you know, when you're a jet, you're a jet, you're all your life. It's just like a gang. There's no like, there's no heart to it. It's just like white boys like uh, doing ballet and screaming about how I, I don't even know. They want to protect their own. It feels very racially driven. And here they're still racist and they're still awful and I still hate them. But there's this added context where it's like you can see the the tension is that they're acting out in a situation where they feel powerless. And instead of attacking anyone who's actually literally ripping their homes down and, you know, destroying lives and jobs and whatever, they're just like looking for anyone else to kick while they're down too. And I thought that was interesting, but it wasn't like fleshed out enough to make me feel like, I don't know. I I kept waiting for there to be more heart to it, but it, or for them to really examine that, but they just always had to get back on mark to get to the next song. So it never felt like earned. I think the problem is, is that you're supposed to think like in Romeo and Juliet, the two families are both like equally uh, (laughs) bad. And I think that in this play, you're supposed to, or in West history, you're supposed to get the sense that, okay, like both of these groups are bad. Right. Actually, I think that they are not equal levels. Like oh, yeah. the the Puerto Rican people, the sharks, they are they have moved here. They are seemingly being persecuted by these uh, like low education, uh, like uh, uneducated Low-class, white people yeah. who like just want these their turf. Um, the like the whole sort of uh, rumble is all the white people's idea that they sort of like are just dragging the Puerto Ricans into mm-hmm. Ansel Elgort's character. Tony is like oh, such an eye roll. sort of like <laughs> is like kind of like not predatory necessarily, but it's like he's older. He's like meets this girl. He's the one who start. It's like all of the trouble is coming from one side and the other and the people of color and the women are basically just like trying to get by in the world, which mm-hmm. is I think a staple of life in general, but it's painted as if, okay, well, both sides are having, uh, are like equally at fault here. It's not painted as well. The, sharks are being like persecuted and sort of like this is a tragedy of like right. racism which i think it is yeah because there was this really startling conversation where 
I don't think they have anything like it in the older film or the stage production, but Maria and Tony meet up to go on their date and Maria is like upset because she found out that there is going to be this rumble. And she's like, um, can you tell your friends not to beat up my friends? And he's like, oh, you don't know how bad like Riff has it. And she's like, well, what are you, you're trying to say that it's like, I'm Puerto Rican. Like I know what it is to have a hard life. And he's like, oh, well you have family. And it's just like, that's how it ends. And I was like, is that, is that how Steven Spielberg feels or is that how Tony feels like what's happening here because it felt really weirdly a lazy way to try and make them on equal grounds where it's like sure I totally believe that Riff has had a hard life and that you know lower class white people have a hard life and they've got to pull themselves up like blah 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 blah. you know there's a whole culture around that but what's weird is to try and pin it as that justifies them being racist (laughs) And it was never like further explored. And Maria, for being like contextualized or something, still has absolutely no real, I don't know, autonomy. Or like, I thought she'd like put up a fight finally and be like, no, good sir. Like, let me lay it out for you. Like, here's a speech for the moment. Like, no, it was just like, okay, cool. And then they end up like, he ends up saying oh you look beautiful you're mine forever and she's like okay we're married now like it was just like it felt so weirdly unearned every every step in their relationship because it seems like at some point she would have a logical and well-earned moment to be like huh how do you feel about me and my culture versus me and my body (laughs) yeah she has no agency throughout the entire show she's (laughs) just like going along with these things that happen to her and i think that the sort of moral center or like of dealing with all of this is the tony character but the problem is you have probably the worst actor in the group (laughs) of ansel elgort playing that role and also the movie doesn't spend that much time with him like Mm -hmm. there's he's not on screen all that much and so if that's the person who's you're supposed to be uh sort of like filtering these varying opinions on race and culture and gender through he is not helping you do it yeah and i think that with this version like the original the character who is you most immediately connect with the character who like wins the oscar who like is the is the front and center the heart of the movie is anita because she's the one who you actually are watching and you're like yes i agree with everything she says and (laughs) does like everything she is doing makes sense the actions of everyone else in this movie don't really make sense or are just terrible and she's the one who's like no you shouldn't be fighting like no you shouldn't be dating this guy it doesn't make sense like oh he just (laughs) killed your uh brother so maybe you should be pissed at him and not like agreeing to sleep with him that night yeah like she's the one who who uh is pivotal and i also think that the one thing that the movie sort of like does well is that you take her going from this very like upbeat excited like happy to be an america person to this really cynical like beaten down human at the end of the movie like that's the tragedy of this story but that is not the main point like that's sort of like a right. side thing that's just like a throw off and it's like no that's actually what like like that should be the main thing that's happening here if this yeah. is the story that you want to tell that's the takeaway is her, is her not tony and maria 
Oh, yeah. Ariana DeBose is the actress, and she's from The Prom. <laughs> Good for her stretching a little bit more. She really rose out yeah. of that. <laughs> no, this is, she's excellent in this. She was definitely, stole every single scene. She, she has the best numbers probably through, you know, it's just how it worked out because America continues to be the best number. And she just looked like someone you want to hang out with, be friends with. She was always level-headed, always like two steps ahead of everyone, trying to convince them to be a more logical, more thoughtful, <laughs> more present, and failing at every turn because she was unfortunately surrounded by absolute morons. Um, but I loved her. I would have taken an entire movie of just her. And honestly, I just think the issue does come down to this weird romanticization of this two day relationship that I just will never be able to like spare, (laughs) spare any possibility of just believing in it. I can't get behind it. I really can't. Every time they're together, I just want to rip my hair out. There is a point where you pass believability. Like, do I believe that yeah. they could see each other at a dance and fall madly in love with each other in that moment? Yes. Do I believe that he could show up to her, uh, you know, uh, fire escape and sing to her and they'll have this like, oh, we should go on a date tomorrow even though our families don't like each other? Yes, 100%. But then once you actually get to sort of like the rumble and <laughs> kills her brother, then it's like, no, she's not so in love with him. She does not yes. want to run away with him. Like, she's done with him at that point. She has only known him for two days. It's not <sighs> like they've been, it's not like her husband of 10 years killed her brother and it's sort of like, yeah. okay, like I'm conflicted in this choice. Like, yeah. She this doesn't, isn't the last duel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She knows nothing about this man. So the fact that she's, you know, still like clinging to him is ridiculous. And that makes all of the rest of the movie, which is like the back hour, which is the slow hour, untenable because nobody's (laughs) choices are making any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, She is played by Rachel Zegler, who was... um... I don't think she's been in anything before. She was hired on a cold casting call. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, great. She sings great. She's beautiful. Like, I'm sure she'll have a... I hope she has a good career after this. But, yeah. I just... I can't... (laughs) I cannot... I hate her. I hate Maria's character with all my heart. And that's not to, you know, draw attention away from... Uh, Tony and the Jets, who I think are truly problematic and gross and racist, and most of them end up being rapists too. I just, Maria as the central character will always irritate me because every choice she makes just drives me bonkers. And I just imagine what it would be like to be friends with her, but to see her at this like central emotional song, you know, Anita comes home from identifying the body of her long-term partner and she sees the murderer like shacking up with his teenage sister and, and Anita plays it really well. Like I love how angry she is and just the, the facial expressions in that scene. I was like, yes, girl, like yell at her, slap her in the face. She's earned it. (laughs) But then I have to listen to Maria sing this song about like, oh, but it's love and you know what love is. And it's like, if someone tried to compare their two day old relationship to my, you know, six years, whatever it is, partnership where I just watched him, I just saw his dead body from the arms of your boyfriend. (laughs) 
I was so irritated. I wanted to punch Maria in the face. That song is a trigger point for me from now on. Like I can never hear it again because I will just, uh, I can't stand it. And people were talking about like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. They sound so good together. It's such a wonderful like composition of it. No, 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 no. I hated it. I hate that whole storyline and I hate what they do to Anita next because I frankly, I forgot about that storyline. I don't know if I just didn't process it when I was a kid, but when she was assaulted by the crew of jets, I, I think they made it more explicit in this version. Yeah. I mean, it's less dancey and it's definitely more um, horrifying. And it it was it was rough for me. I was surprised by how much it triggered me, but it was horrifying to watch. And I think he's the only good character in the show. Like you're you're relating to her so much, and then yeah, and she's already in such a terrible place. And then that's the freaking Maria's like go tell go tell my boyfriend I'll meet him. Like no Maria, freaking oh Maria. Just met a girl named I think that also, if you're going to do this plot line, yeah, you need to have someone who is a very good actress playing Maria. And not saying that she's a bad actress, she she's a good singer, she's a good dancer, but I think like you it's very hard to sell us that this yeah. person is still in love, even at like, I think you need to play it in a little bit more of like an unhinged kind of way. So the audience knows like, okay, clearly like this person <laughs> is, like... is like dealing with grief in a way <laughs> that like they shouldn't, you know, like that there's something that there's another level to it mm. because I think just being naive and sweet, like, isn't, like isn't enough to make this believable in that role. And I think if you had a stronger actress, she might have been able to like pull something else out there. (sighs) But I mean, she's just a flat character. I don't know if we could blame her entirely because I think even in this rewrite, they did not give her a lot to work with. Yeah. (laughs) But but I'm saying like, I think the script is bad. And then you combine it also with an actress who like really doesn't have that, yeah set of skills in her toolbox it's like she can sing she can dance but she's not an actress so what what she has is like oh i can just like sort of look uh doe-eyed at the camera which is not yeah no but the real the real criminal in every sense of the word is tony and i was reminded by how unlikable a character he was in this because he is just the worst kind of like guy who thinks he's a good guy but does nothing to prove it like ever. Like he can't even do the bare minimum. He's just like, <sighs> when he's told when Maria's like, can you please stop this rumble? He's like, yes, I'll definitely do that. He tries for one half of a song and he can't even throw the gun away. And it's like, can you do better? And then his whole like arc being, I almost murdered a guy and I hated that about me. So now I'm going to try to be better. Cut to <laughs> the rumble where he, uh, literally, I mean, sure, he, he stops himself from beating up Bernardo. Good for him. But then when Bernardo accidentally kills Riff, his first instinct is to straight up murder Bernardo. I was like, no, like, I don't have any sympathy for you. I, you are the villain of the story. I think all of this could have been stopped by you and you didn't do anything. And then the audacity, the audacity to go to her window and be like, oh, I just needed to see you before turning myself in. I couldn't I literally laughed out loud and my theater was full of literally like 
<laughs> I don't know if it was a special, but there there was no one under the age of 60 in that audience except for me. Um, and they did not appreciate my reaction to that storyline. But I literally laughed out loud. Like I scoffed with disgust when he said that. And I was just like, how dare he? How dare he show up and do that for himself knowing that he literally murdered her brother? Not because it, not in self-defense, not in some like bad, you know, it wasn't like Bernardo killing Riff, which was still bad, but it wasn't like an accidental, uh, you know, push too far. It was him viciously deciding Bernardo's life for a life made sense. And that was just like, mm, I'm not here for it. Yeah, it's, is it's, that how it plays out in the, in the first one? Or is it more of a tussle? I can't remember. Okay. Honestly. Uh, but I think again, this goes to the fact that like this, the framing of this story just isn't correct. Like you yeah. need to, the villains need to be more portrayed as more villains, and instead we're having villains portrayed as good guys, and the good guys being portrayed as villains. And it's like that yeah. just doesn't feel right in this world. And no matter how much you like, sort of like the jazziness and the dancing and whatever, the story just feels incongruous. I also yeah. felt like the Rita Moreno part in this was really confusing. Like I think that mm. in the original, I think it's a Jewish man who owns the yeah, uh, like pharmacy drugstore and and sort of has this role of like okay well i'm not really in either of the groups so like i'm sort of an outsider and you guys are stupid but i felt like to have rita moreno in here like as sort of hispanic but not but uh, it's like sh her reactions <laughs> were not correct to things like she should have been much angrier she should have been much more upset like even when ansel elgort dies in the end like, if this woman has cared for him for however long, like, she should have more emotions about it. Mm -hmm. And also, like, she should be more pissed off at other portions of, of the evening's events because, like, she does theoretically understand the plight of the Puerto Ricans more so than anybody else there. So, like, yeah. why isn't she more angry like nobody mm. i mean she's not more angry because they don't want us to think that tony is a bad person we're supposed to be sad <laughs> when he dies but it's like no i i did like her character i think it was an important choice that they switch they inverted the the gender and the race of that character because in the original i was reminded that he's pretty you know pro jet he's like hey guys don't rape anita but like why are you guys being such kids? Like as if it's an age thing and not a race thing. And I liked the inversion here where she's allowed to call them out. Um, I think the most compelling part of the story is when she's like, wait a second, you guys are okay with me. You guys have grown up with me. I know all of your names. You guys come to this shop and you you like aren't rude or racist to me, but now I've like watched you all grow up to be rapists and like, and saying that out loud was really validating to me. Um, but I do think it was kind of a little too little too late feeling because it's like, well, to your point, like you've, you've, you haven't chosen a side to that. I don't know. Like I can't really speak to what it's like to be, uh, you know, in an interracial relationship and feel like you're ostracized by both groups. But uh huh. I did think it was like she could have been more of a voice of reason, but instead she's just sidelined as sort of Tony's maternal figure. And then 
I just in the end, I was like, who are we supposed to feel bad for? Like, I don't, I don't care that Tony just got shot. I feel worse that Chino now has to go to prison for the crimes of everyone else who already died. Like, it's like, I feel bad for that guy. Like, obviously you shouldn't shoot people in the streets. Like, I get that. But also like, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like an Ava DuVernay version of this story. Like where no. she really like goes in and sort of like guts it and then gives you this like much more depressing version of <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but I think that almost you can't do that because the music doesn't then fit with the right the plot. It's like you can't you sort of can't have it both ways. I think it's just a fundamentally flawed story that really yeah. can't be fixed because the music is too light and peppy and you can't do that without um then with this like with all of this sort of like prejudicial stuff in yeah. baked in that you can't really address i also well, and the music the... numbers are like skewed like four to one for the white versus puerto ricans like so it's there's never going to be equal footing no matter how much you round out bernardo's character like he just you know we have to listen to officer Krupke and we have to listen to what is it cool down boy or whatever yeah and so you're not given the music doesn't honor the puerto rican side of the story so it's always always going to skew as if not pro-white then at least contextualizing the white experience far more than the puerto ricans yeah yeah Ugh. and then there was and then there's the whole like trans character yes plot line going on here which I was like, okay. <laughs> On one hand, like, yes, we love to see representation. Like, this is a big, famous musical. I'm glad that we got to, you know, that they're adding queer characters in. Like, good for them. But at the same time, it felt very, like, throwaway-y. The, it sort of didn't have anything to do with anything. And, and it, it like, heavily really got, like, featured. Yeah, and and I also did. I felt like the end part where it's like, oh, finally they they're like, you're one of us now. <laughs> like, was too pat and didn't really deal with any of the like prejudices that anybody had against him. Yeah, um, it was is completely unearned and undone by them turning into like rapists and continuing to be racist. Like, it's like I don't care about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why. He would want to be accepted by these horrible people. Well, and and I felt like they were using the trans character as shorthand to make yes. Tony into a good person. They're like, oh, well, Tony will be the one person who hugs this trans person. And that means yeah. that we have to like Tony. And it's like, uh, no. He's Tony still is terrible. the king of doing the bare minimum and getting yes. rewarded for it. <laughs> I hate Tony. I I think, yeah, well, everyone around. The Ansel Elgort sexual assault allegations which mysteriously sort of like disappeared but now are finally i think people are bringing them back up again but i'm like uh like this is also somebody who we should not be supporting yeah and i think that there's plenty of evidence there um yeah so so even if you maybe don't believe like all of the allegations or you think like maybe there's some gray area in there it's like he is a creepy person who was doing some creepy things, no right. matter how you sort of slice it. And yeah, I just, the whole, 
the whole thing feels icky and not well done for me. I did not like this movie. Yeah. It's had a tepid performance. I think it opened to like 10 million on a hundred million budget. Well, it did so well with the critics. Like every yeah. critic was like falling over themselves to say how good this was, which I was surprised by because I feel like there's like, this would not be that hard to sort of tank, mm. but then, but then the audiences were not having it at all. I mean, I think this did worse than, um, than, uh, in the Heights did, and it's like In the Heights is a is a musical that not nearly as many people know and doesn't have as much cachet built into it. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a weird choice. It's unsurprising when you remember Steven Spielberg is like seventy years old and like what musical has he been trying to do? Like why not a side story? It's like. I'll never understand it because I'm not a fan of Romeo and Juliet and because I'm not a fan of the original. I mean, it was a beautifully done movie. Like- yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, obviously, there's there was some really... Like, I liked, frankly, the dancing in the, the showdown between Riff and Tony on the dock. I liked this, the, the spectacle of America in the New York streets. Like, there was some well done elements but i wish he'd chosen almost any other musical because i don't know who you're supposed to root for i don't know who i'm supposed to care about in the end i hope maria just like gets hit by a bus at some point because i don't want anita to be bothered dealing with her ever again especially after (sighs) i just hated that assault scene so much but I just think ultimately, sure, Steven Spielberg could have done did a good job, and like, sure, they tried to modernize the uh, presentation of it, and sure, the script is like a little bit better, and sure, the character, like, whatever. But all in all, it just didn't add up to a worthwhile pursuit. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't pick a more, uh, you know, like remake the Sound of Music or something that's a oh, just well, that's much just more wild. <laughs> Well, you know, Imagine. But, it's like, but that's like such a, a much more straightforward like you don't yeah, have to yeah. do as much stuff to that um like the plot line holds up more than this does where it, i mean but maybe that's why he wanted to make it because he felt like it was something that he could update where like you know if you're doing my fair lady or whatever it's like okay well how much update do you need <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, Confessions of Shopaholic already modernized uh, My Fair Lady. So if you're in need of that, uh, Lindsay Lohan's got you. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I'm not... Shopaholic. Isla Fisher. <laughs> oh, no. What is... You're right. It's Confessions, Confessions of, of a, a Drama teenage, Queen. Dra- teenage Drama Queen. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for correcting me. I haven't me. seen either of those movies. Well, good for you. Time. Movie trivia. Um, but yeah, I feel like I won't be surprised to never see this movie mentioned again. Some critics have praised it as like a great update but to them i just say why like like a why you know i just i don't get it this feels like a movie that will i mean i think it will do decently well at the oscars and get some nominations and whatnot but i also feel like it's going to be a movie that the more success that it gets early on, the worse it's going to do in the long run. Because the <laughs> Oscar season is long, and there is a lot of things in this movie that I feel like you could very easily pick apart the Ansel Elgort element, uh, notwithstanding. And yeah. I think if this starts winning stuff, that there's going to be a lot of people who are more than happy to write think pieces about how this is <laughs> racist and sexist and doesn't work and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, not that that stopped Green Book from winning, but I don't think this has, I don't think this has the same like feel good quality 
either that some of these other movies have. I mean, I don't like, like is middle America loving this movie? I don't think so. I mean, the fact that it did so poorly in the box office, I think speaks to that. Like green book for as problematic as it is, is a movie that like, you can see why people watch it and like feel something and are entertained and that there's some kind of connection to something there where this, like, I can't see my parents going to see this and being like, wow, like loved that movie. Let me watch that a bunch more times where they did do that with green book. Yeah. It's like too woke for the right crowd and not woke enough for the left crowd. (laughs) It's like, yeah, there's just this weird it's like the old establishment liberals, I feel like, is the group that this is made for. Yeah. And yes, there are a bunch of those in Hollywood, but I'm not sure there's enough of them to like sustain this to a bunch of wins, yeah. especially under attack from people, which I think it will be. Yeah. It was cool that he didn't bother with subtitles for the Spanish part. I felt like that was a good exercise in reality and kind of like an interesting choice. But yeah, I was just like, I could sit here and like pick a few things I liked, but ultimately it just wasn't a good film. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel whatever about it. <laughs> it was long. I didn't really like it. I probably will never watch this again. Um, yeah. 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 And just don't trust teenagers as <laughs> I just hate this story so much. Uh, please never do a Romeo and Juliet film again. That's my prayer to Hollywood. I like. But I think, I mean, like, I know you don't like Romeo and Juliet, but like the Baz Luhrmann version, I think is so much better than this. Like infinitely. I just, yeah, I just, I will always roll my eyes at the, any, anyone who takes it as a serious romance, I just can't get behind. Well, it's not a romance, it's a tragedy. Well, but it's driven by this romance you're supposed to understand and or root for. Yeah. Mourn yeah. for, you know, hold a, hold a candle for. But anyways, um, yeah, West Side Story, I would say it's a never, and I wish I had never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I would say also a never. <laughs> Perfect. We're in agreement. This never happens. Mm. Brought together. Ah, every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing next week. Uh, I think Spider-Man comes out next week. Yes. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, exciting. Okay, perfect. Which I assume will be fun to talk about because it's like all three Spider-Mans and there's... Well, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, but like Doc Ock (laughs) is in it. I feel like there's... I feel like this will be interesting to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds crowded, but hopefully they can pull through. Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about this than I have been about previous Marvel movies we've seen. Oh my gosh. High praise. I also am like, will the Spider-Verse play in? <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's that movie I loved. But okay. Well, yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about that. Awesome. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong on Instagram and sometimes Twitter. And also you can send us an email with your end of your thoughts and roundup ideas and whatever else you have on your mind. Um, oh, and we have merch and a Patreon where uh, we will be doing a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, which I still need to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's your homework. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.